All right, guys, what's up? Welcome to One Life Podcast. Here with Seth today. Thanks for joining us, man. For sure, man. Uh, you're a IFFB pro. IFBB pro bodybuilder. You're man. a businessman, entrepreneur, yep. and just the all around big, nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to talk to you. For sure. Let's let's start with the bodybuilding. Yeah. How long have you been lifting? Actually, how you're six two? I'm six foot two, yeah. And how how much do you weigh? I like weigh I think I weigh like two seventy two this morning. Damn, and how, how much do you weigh on stage? Well, so I, I competed last year at 270, and then I I was telling you earlier, I had that, some neck issues, yeah. so I quit working out, I wasn't taking anything, and I just kinda pulled back on the food a little bit, so now I'm like around the contest weight, I'm just not super shredded right now. Gotcha, yeah. so you're 270 on stage. Yeah, so I won my pro card, <laughs> so I won my pro card, I was 251, and then my pro debut was like 261, uh, was like a year later and then I worked with another guy and he like messed me up with some diuretics and pulled me all the way down like 240 something which it was I looked really strung out and bad okay. and then I got back to it and uh, my buddy John Clint was doing my training and that totally changed the game with like if your training is just like on point you're gonna everything's just gonna be working so much better okay and so once I started doing that I incorporated a lot of um like mobility stuff in my training with the FRC, FRS program with my yeah. friend John does these uh, seminars and stuff. And uh, that's played a big role in my training and help maintain my size. Cause if you can move more, you have more access to things, you'll be able to train more tissue then you can be able to get bigger. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And it's just to put in that proportion, I'm um, 6'1", I weigh 220. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a small guy but by any good, measure. But that's a good weight though. But I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to get across to people like I'm not, I'm bigger than most people. And then you make me look tiny. <laughs> You're another 50 pounds on top of me with one inch high. So that's, that's, that's huge. Yeah. How do you feel at that weight? Uh, right now, I mean, this feels normal. I mean, the first time I ever weighed 250, it was hard to put my shoes on. So it's like you create new set points as you go through your career. So it's like uh, my first bodybuilding show was around 180 at this height. Wait, really? You know, back in 2010. 2000, uh, 2010. Yeah, okay. 12 years ago. September 25th, 2010 was the first show I did in Youngstown, Ohio. It was the Cardinal Classic, and I won the heavyweight novice class there. Gotcha. When, how long have you been lifting for? Like, how so, old are you now, if you don't mind asking? Uh, what is that? How old are you now? Uh, 33. Oh, you're only 33. Yep. Okay. So how long have you been lifting? So I started training in the end of 2008 uh, with my friend Kevin. We okay. were childhood friends. We uh, he lived down the street from my grandparents when I moved in with them and he was in a natural bodybuilding. His dad worked out um, and we used to do the workouts in the magazines, man. And we take as, our as little magazine did. to the gym. And I remember Lane Norton, we would follow this Lane Norton program. It was called like the fat program. It was like a mix of like powerlifting and, and mm. bodybuilding. And uh, we train at Courthouse Fitness and we used to go there five days a week and work out and do our hit cardio and all that stuff. We're kind of, uh, we're kind of training blind in a way, weren't we? Like yeah. Compared to today when you can literally look up your favorite bodybuilder and, and follow their workouts and their <laughs> diet, it's never been easier. Yeah. But I know like I'm 42. So when yeah. I started, I was, I was blind. I was trying to figure this out by myself, watching people like bigger than me. And yeah. that was that. Yeah. There wasn't like, there's basically a, a blueprint on how to succeed these days. Yeah. Gotcha. So what do you, what do you love about bodybuilding? Like I love the, I love that I can do it and not everyone can do it. You know what, what I mean? What do you mean by that? Like, I just feel like, like when I diet for a contest, like it's a, it's a big mental thing. Like not everybody can eat, you know, five, six meals a day. Not everybody's going to wake up early and do all that cardio and, you know, and sacrifice like all the other things outside, like all the distractions, like being, especially being in Vegas, you have your pool parties, you have your mm. nightclubs, you have the strip clubs or whatever, you know, all the drugs and everything else. Like, I like that I don't I don't have to indulge in all that stuff and I can do I can stay in my lane and get things that I need to get Love done. That. You know so what I mean? So you just built like a disciplined mindset. Yeah, and I think that just it comes from just playing sports. I've noticed like when I coach people um for like their nutrition and their training, yeah. um, if they were an athlete when they were younger, they're a lot more coachable and they'll follow a program more so than somebody that didn't that wasn't an athlete when they were younger. That makes sense. Do you find the same thing in business, entrepreneurs, like fitness kind of transferred us? Yeah, because uh, my one of my good friends, Michael Cartini, and he was a nine-time world champ in powerlifting, 181, 198, and uh, he's put that in my mind. It's like you, you know, you have all this um, like knowledge, and you can put all this effort into like your training and stuff, and that can translate into business. So if you can succeed as an athlete, and you can put that same mindset to a business, 
you can be really successful. 100% agree. 100% yeah. agree. And you're developing habits. You're developing like consistency. You you know it doesn't happen overnight, right? Yeah. Like it takes time. You need patience. And trust me, man, I'm, I am uh, I'm not very patient. Really? I, I want stuff right now. <laughs> but I mean, you've learned to realize that it takes a certain amount. Of- yeah, it just, it just all takes time. Like back when I was in Ohio, I was trying to do, you know, what I'm doing now. I didn't have the supplement company then, but like it just like it wasn't like picking up and then I moved here and like stuff started clicking and I just kept being consistent over time and, and stuff it just started adding up, you know? Okay, I mean? that's interesting. Um, talk to me the difference between like the way you train opposed, like what have you what have you tra- learned throughout training? What have you changed to kind of get the size and shape that you're at now? Is it just being time or have you changed the way you train? Are you so, failing? I mean, years, moving forward? So years ago, I would train like super high volume. I would go in the gym with no plan. You used would, to train high volume, did you? Yeah. So years ago, I used to do like a lot more sets. Uh, would try to do 10 sets of 10. I would I'd do giant sets. I would do all these different things. How long were your workouts going for? I mean, those workouts would probably be over an hour, hour and a half, sometimes okay. two hours, you know. Um, but once um, I started, when I linked up with John Quint, he changed my changed my training. He's my best friend. How long ago was this? Uh, so I met actually I met John Quint at a, a bodybuilding show. We competed against each other. He was in well, he was a super heavyweight, and I was a heavyweight back in 2013. I remember I walked up to him, and he was massive. And I was like, I remember I poked, poked his shoulder, and I was like, Bro, how do I look like that? How do I get shoulders <laughs> like that? And he just gave me this scowl look, and I was like, Okay, okay, I'm gonna talk to this guy. And then like a couple months later, he hits me up on Facebook. He started he does like ART and all this stuff back then. And What's uh, so it's like active release therapy. So he did like body work and okay. stuff on you. Gotcha. So um, uh, I started. I would drive up. To, it would take me like I don't know, forty five minutes to drive up to this guy, and he'd work on me like every week or every couple weeks. And he kept asking me to train, and I was like. Bro, I'm not gonna drive the way up here and train. I should have started training with him earlier because, dude, once I started training with this guy, I got linked up with Westside Barbell and Tom Barry, and they were showing me actually how to deadlift, and I would learned about bands and accommodating resistance and all these things. I was telling you earlier about the reverse hyper and mm. doing all that type of training. Like it just transformed my physique, and then we really? started, yeah, and then we started doing more lower volume training. Uh, so we started condensing the days of training uh, into like three or four days a week, and then we started incorporating a lot of. Um, like mobility type of training. So we're doing like uh, pails and rails, like isometrics at the joint level to create more space, like I was mentioning mm. earlier. So like the more space you have, the more access to stuff that you have, some more stuff that you, more tissues that you can train. This is interesting stuff. Yeah. So no one's talking about this, right? No, because no one knows what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, that's super interesting. Yeah, so it's like, when everybody talks about progressive overload and all this other stuff, if you can do joint isometrics and create more space and you have more access to more stuff, you don't need to train heavier every week. What does that mean exactly? So in if, layman, the most layman's time. So you if you can create, so if you have more range of motion in, in tissue, you can train more more tissues. You know what I mean? So if you can recruit more fibers in a way. Correct. Right? Yeah. Okay. So if you can't train, if you can't train it there, then you can't train it there to grow it. You know what I mean? Like you can only grow with what you have access to. So give me give me an example of something that you've that you've done that's led to. So like uh, so training like um, internal and external rotation of the shoulder. Okay. So if you're doing isometrics uh, there, there's different different ways. Like there's a um, what is the class called? Ken stretch. Ken stretch is part of the FRC FRS program. So it's like doing the isometrics at low levels. You can do them low intensity, high intensity, meaning like. Um, shorter duration at a higher intensity would be like a like a high intensity uh, joint isometric, or if you do like a low intensity one, so if like a sixty second hold at like a thirty percent uh, intensity, would be a low intensity set. Interesting. Um, so you're gonna it's just like with your training. So if you're just doing doing these different things, and you're gonna create more space, then you're gonna have access to more stuff to train. So you don't have to go heavier five pounds each week on uh, on training. So it's like um, have you ever noticed if you're doing like bench press for so many weeks and you start to get weaker at an exercise on mm. the bench press? So you're you're accommodating or you're um, you're uh, um, like you're plateauing. So in order to to uh, surpass that, that's why we do different types of training. So if you wave your training up and then you pull back, you do a deload week. So if you don't, so you're not going to go heavier each week on each ex- on every exercise. Okay, you're gonna you got to wave your training. It's getting crazy scientific, right? Yeah, like it, the, the 
uh, the evolve of it, like the evolution of bodybuilding is yeah. it's changing dramatically. Yeah, I used to be going there and just do, you know, what Arnold said to do, do all these 30 sets Ridiculous. and train yeah, for five hours sets. and all this stuff. And So you're going uh, four days a week? Uh, right now I'm only doing three days a week. So I just three take days. a push day, a pool day, and a leg day. And then wow. usually like I'll bump it up to four. I'll do like a chest day, a back day, a leg day, and then like a shoulder and arm day. And how long are your sessions going for? Like 30 or 40 minutes. Wow, yeah. that's insane. Yeah, you just got to do what you got to do. And then that's leave. so cool. Yeah, that's that's that just blows your mind, right? Cause yeah, like, but I think somebody new to training needs to train more volume to, to learn how to, to actually train. You know okay. what I mean? Like learn learn the exercise, learn to connect with the tissue and train. And then as you get more advanced, start condensing it down. Okay. I wouldn't recommend some way that's first getting into the gym to do, you know, three days a week. You, what would you recommend like, someone starting? Like how uh, many days, like how long? Maybe 12 to 15 sets when they're first starting and then low, start lowering it down. Okay, like four, uh, four days, five days a week? Oh yeah, probably four or five days a week. Okay, and, but and, keep you know, it within an hour or so. Yeah, train one muscle group a day and then as you start to advance, you know, start to condense it down, do more high intensity sets and less sets. And because once you, you know, once you train the muscle and it's already, fatigue there's no reason to keep going there and just doing mindless repetitions you know that's what I mean? interesting what's some, what's some of the mistakes you've made with training over the years that you're like hey i wish i trying knew. to go too heavy on certain things i remember i ripped the fashion my quad box squat in like 690 at Westside barbell um right after i turned pro i heard it rip when i stood up and i was like oh no i ripped my quad tore my quad but luckily i didn't it just you know messed up the fashion on it but then it yeah. was, i was fine um trying to get too heavy on bench press before I felt like my tissue and stuff pop in my chest and it ripped my pec but I could feel it you know I heard it mm. but uh yeah just trying to go too heavy and a lot of younger guys try to do the whole ego lifting type e of thing. ego being the word yeah right? I had a conversation with a new client this morning and I was like I just noticed a lot of younger guys are always trying to like they tag me on their TikTok or Instagram doing their one rep max. I'm like, that's not how you guys build tissue. You're just like ego lifting and say, oh, I can bench press X amount of pounds so you can tell your friends. Like, that doesn't really mean anything yeah. to a physique standpoint. Unless you're, I, if you're a power lifter, then go for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't lift heavy at all. Yeah, I just try to get the muscle pumped up, for my sure. muscle connection, <laughs> yeah. and get the hell out of there and yeah. go go do what counts with the nutrition. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. So don't lift heavy. Well, I mean, lift he like heavy is relative, right? So you got to figure out like, hey, I'm going to do you know a set of four to seven, and I want to fail you know around you know in that rep range. So it's just it's pick a weight that you're going to be able to fail within that range. What is what is the range you recommend? So it just depends. Like if you want to do, I was talking about this on live earlier. Like for somebody who's asking about how to build their calves, we do a lot of time sets, so that'd be a low intensity exercise. Um, so you could do a time set of like 60 to 90 seconds, and then you can follow it up with like a four to seven set or an eight to 12 set. And you can run that for a couple weeks. And if you're doing the eight to 12 set, um, then the next couple weeks, maybe do a four to seven. So you're increasing the, the load and you're lowering the repetition. So that's more of a high intensity set. Interesting. And then the low intensity set is the longer duration one. When you're talking about like recruiting more fibers, opening up the joint, how does somebody, how does somebody out there find out about that? Uh, you can do the Ken Stretch classes. They have uh, those online. My uh, so Ken stretches it. Yeah. So my friend John, his wife Sarah, does classes in Columbus at. Um, I think they still do it at. Um, what's that guy's name? The fighter, the immortal guy. The he's a UFC fighter. I can't remember his name top of my head. But there's a gym out there. They do that, and I think they even do classes online. Okay. That you can do these. Talk to uh, like Ronnie Coleman, Jay Cutler. So you got Ronnie lifted crazy heavy. He's basically crippled himself. Correct. And then you got Jay Cutler, who's just walking and talking, completely normal. <laughs> what What's your thoughts on on those approaches? Um, I just think that you know, obviously Ronnie Coleman overdid it with just trying to do too much weight. I mean, he probably would have still had the, the Olympias even if he didn't train super crazy like mm, that. I mean, that's the, the best. He was best genetics and bodybuilding, right? Yeah, abs absolutely. So I'm just pausing this. Um, yeah, it's it's very it's it sucks to see that. It's it's upsetting actually. Yeah. to be the greatest in the world and all of a sudden like you're kind of like an old man. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's worth if it's worth it. You know? No, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. How um, as far as being a big guy, how do you worry about your health being so big? Is it is it true that they say that someone's obese the same weight as you, and someone who's muscle, your body doesn't really know any different? So you got the same say, stress on your body? Or? I mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I, I do get blood work a couple times a year and it's always been pretty good. I mean, I've got it like three weeks out from a contest before, like with everything that I was taking and 
my guy was like, if this is the worst your blood work looks with all the stuff that you're using, then you should be fine. So you get checked a lot. Yeah, I get I get blood work a minimum of two times a year. Okay. You know, and most people probably don't do that at all, right? Yeah. So like I mean, the kid I was talking to today, he said that some guy told him to take all this stuff when he was younger and. And I'm just like, have you ever had blood work done? No. I'm like, okay. So the first thing I was like, hey, call my buddy, you know, down in Florida, get your get your blood work done. Okay. So interesting. What's uh, your diet? What's your diet like? Uh, right now, it's it's uh, it's all over the place because I haven't been like training or whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna go. But I go to pro- right? I get my meals at Protein House. Uh, I go there oh, twice a week. Yeah, I just I just ordered before I came here, so I would okay. just get. Um, get six ounces of meat and one cup of rice and i do two or three of those a day and then i'll do a protein shake uh with like oatmeal or something and then sometimes i'll just go eat out okay so you're doing like five six meals every day yeah and then as far as when you're dieting is it any any little secrets any little things you uh, do so for just... me when i diet um for the contest my metabolism picks up really fast and i know this sounds crazy but i usually eat like mcdonald's two to three times a week while, while dieting, yeah, because my because my metabolism gets so fast, and if I don't, is that because you got so much muscle? I, yeah, and if I don't eat junk food, I literally will just I'll just wither away. Really? Yeah. So how many calories are you trying to? Uh, I don't know how many calories, but I just try to do you know six to eight ounces of protein when I diet, and then the carbohydrates vary. Really? So you're not like weighing everything out, counting macros? Oh well, I mean, I weigh the the meat out and stuff, and then I'll weigh the carbs. I'll weigh the carbs out too. Like I'll just do a lot of just white rice or like cream of rice or okay. rice cake stuff like like that. Yeah. And then if I'm doing the refeed meals, I just go get a McDonald's and get two <laughs> double quarters and fries and a diet coke. And you like that? Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, <laughs> I used to joke with like people on TikTok Live. Uh, I used to get all these McDonald's points because I would use the app, and I had uh, like forty thousand points. Really? And they were like, "Oh, let me get those McDonald's points." Why, why like, McDonald's? I don't know. It just digests well for me. It doesn't give me it doesn't give me gas. It doesn't give me diarrhea. I don't get bloated from it. Really, dude? Yeah, even Dave Palumbo talks about. It. There's something in the, that. Really, meat, man. I'm telling you, really? <laughs> there's something in that McDonald's. So the special <laughs> sauce. <laughs> that's be. crazy, man. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely nuts. Um, any any tips on like anyone trying to get to your size? Is it is it just hard work and consistency? It's just the consistency, man. It's not about the drugs. It's about being consistent with eating those meals every day. I remember I would go, I would, when I worked at the base, like I was telling you when I was in the military, I would sit there and eat all those meals and it would be to the point where they make me gag and I'd still just, I'd stand over the trash can and I would just eat it. Like do that for an entire, like do that for a decade and tell me you didn't put on any weight. Yeah. Do you think most people that's where they're going wrong? They're not eating Yeah, everybody will say, well, I eat all, I eat, I eat all the time. And I'm like, what are you eating? And then they just tell me like a couple of things. I'm like, well, that isn't eating. Gotcha. Dude, eat eat six ounces of protein five or six times a day and eat 50 to 100 grams of carbs every meal for every single day for a decade. I guarantee you're going to put muscle on. And that, that's it. And just train hard and consistently. Yeah, dude. That's very interesting. What's it like being such a big guy, like dating? Are you married? Are you dating? Well, you... I was I was married at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of us were, we're, right? We're out here now. <laughs> yeah, I was back in Ohio. But yeah, uh, I mean, I get that the whole thing, like, oh, you're intimidating and they don't want to hang out or whatever, but it's a, it's cool. Certain you, people are into it, certain people are not, you know? And, uh, people you date, are they like fitness girls or you have a date uh, someone who doesn't I train? I mean, I, I've dated some girls that were into fitness, but uh, I usually don't like, you know, super girls that are into fitness. I like the, I like them thick ones, you know what oh, I'm saying? Okay, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? Sometimes, yeah. I feel like sometimes dating someone too similar to yourself can like be too much. Well, I just want somebody's goals to align with mine, you know? Yeah. And a lot of, I mean, you've, you said you've lived here for 12 years. Yeah. And like the people out here are so different from men west man it's it's yeah, yeah crazy it's, yeah it's a lot different that's crazy and then you've got what's your business uh so we have the we have the slinkamania uh supplement line we have the online coaching yeah it? we got it right here we have the slink the slinkamania this is the pump product we have blue cotton candy and grape and gotcha. uh we have protein creatine fat burners test boosters we dropped the intro a high stem pre the other day we have bomb sickle pop and orange mango uh, we have fish oil. We got a whole line of stuff. We're in a handful of stores across the Is country. It, uh, who started? You? you got a business partner? Uh, so it's all me, actually. So over the years, you know, you get approached by these different companies that want to like, like sponsor, sponsor you or yeah. whatever, but no one wanted to give me any money. And uh, for it, they just wanted to give me subs. And I'm like, well, 
I'm, you know, if you're picking me out to sell your supplements, obviously I might want to sell my own, mm. right? It's cool that you thought about that. Yeah, so I away. talked to Jay, actually Jay Cutler put it, you know, in my ear. I, I used to see him a lot at Fit Club and he, he said, well, what am I gonna do? Put you under my brand and have you sell my stuff with a promo code? He's like, you might as well just do it yourself. And I'm like- How good's that? Okay, so then two months later, I went to the Olympia and I met up with uh, Paul Callahan from Bullfrog and he helped get me set up. Uh, Bullfrog Nutrition's out in Ohio and he got me set up and I met a couple cool guys. I met Caleb and Brad and Matt and uh, all these dudes and we they they start carrying my stuff in their store and I and I got Brad doing all my manufacturing and stuff now and he's kind of partners with me, helped develop some of the products. He has like a couple different brands that he uh, that he has. He has stores all over the, or he has his brand in a bunch of stores all over the, the country. And uh, got me linked up with this cool dude named Andy and he he helps do all my shipping and stuff for me. And That's awesome. Yeah, man. It's, it's, I, met it's a lot money. Of cool, I met a lot of cool people. Yeah. That's cool, right? There's yeah. no money in, in bodybuilding for the most part, is there? No, it's just like, you Unless know, you're the top level. And that's yeah. only recently where there's real money in it. Yeah, I mean, not everybody's gonna be Mr. Olympia. You know, everybody's not gonna make six figures bodybuilding mm. unless you and like- And the food, the drugs, the supplements, everything it takes to yeah, get dude, to that level. Like, I spent $1,200 a month on growth hormone for bodybuilding Did you really? last year. Yeah. Damn. So Just it, on growth. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and that's yeah. not food or subs or- No. So it's like a lot of these people, they think they're going to do these bodybuilding shows and they want to be Mr. Olympia and all this stuff. I'm like, listen, like, I know it sounds cool, but it's it's like, you have to have a lot of financial backing to do this stuff. You yeah. Know? So you're, you know, you're going to have to come out with with merch. I got the huge and, the huge and cute line of okay. jerseys and tank tops and t-shirts and we got the supplements. I do the coaching. So it's Is like- Is everybody doing it or you, you're a kind of anomaly? Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of pro bodybuilders that started their own brand like Jason Hood and Seth Ferrosi and Fuwad and, and those guys have their own brand. But I mean, they're not all doing it, are they? Uh, no, they're not all doing yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, some that's amazing you Some of that. them have, you know, you know, supplement deals with other people. Like yeah. Regan's got tons of different sponsors, but- uh, That's cool. Yeah. How is it, is it doing well? Are you making yeah, it's doing, money? I mean, doing good. Um, we, we've, we've been in bit, I opened up, I had my first product last um, Ju July was the first, uh, was the first product. And then since then we've had all the ones I listed, we have like eight or nine products or something. Okay. Now. And how, wait, like, what's the goal of it? Where are you trying to take it? Dude, as is big it? as, big as I can, big gotcha. as I can take it. You know, I'm just trying to get more stores. We just had a, I had a conversation with my buddy Zach yesterday about, I think it's called ASN supplements out of Boston. It's like uh, Steve Cardillo's company. It's one in, in Australia too, ASN. Okay. I think yeah. It's, I think it pretty sure it's ASN. It's, it's, it, it's one of the main ones in, in Australia actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, he had a conversation with me yesterday about trying to get stuff in there. So we have an Arsenal subs in Kansas, my boy Caleb and, uh, uh, Subs Madison up in, in Wisconsin. There's like three stores there that carry my stuff. And I was gonna say, it probably makes a huge difference. Like you're surrounded by the the people you compete with, you're connected, they've got shops, they got connections. Yeah. It probably is it, like invaluable, like those type of connections with what you're trying to do, right? Yeah. And then talk to me about your social media and like your influence and, and how that So I works. make a lot of goofy videos. If, if you know, if anybody follows me, they know I make a lot of just goofy videos. Uh, and then I put, uh, you know, fitness content out there too. Like um, helping people. Yeah, so I'll put like, you know, here's how I do this exercise, blah, blah, blah. And I'll, okay. I'll put like, you know, this is what accommodating resistance is or whatever. Here's one of my favorite exercises for, you know, how to build your arms or, um, but I really like the comedy stuff. I think a lot of people follow me because- What's just, the comedy stuff? Just about? a big goofy, I just do, I freaking, well, I'll dance on there. I don't really, really care. Yeah, I just be myself. I'm not trying to be anybody else, you know? Yeah, what I, mean? I, feel like, I feel like people relate to that, right? Yeah. Like, uh, what's that saying? You try to impress everybody, you impress nobody. Yeah. Like, just just be yourself. And same as this, like, people are gonna like me, people are gonna not like me. Right. It is what it is. Yeah. And if I'm trying to make everybody happy, I'm not gonna make anyone happy. Yeah. That's insane. So you got supplements and then, you're looking at, you're taking that money and investing in real estate. Yeah, so I bought a, I bought two houses in the past. Uh, so I bought a, a condo last September and then I bought the house I live in now in April. And then I hopefully I can buy another one next April. I use my military home loan. Uh, so I use all my military, my military benefits to get these houses. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. And that you just want to continue investing like? Yep. So I want to continue investing. Uh, my buddy Frank actually talked to me yesterday thinking about doing some of those um, Airbnb arbitrage things. Okay. So I'm always down to make money, man. If it, if it makes sense to me and it's it, and we can do it, as long as I'm not doing all the extra work, then I, I'm for it. Because I got a lot on my plate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doing yeah, all I can imagine. Now. Yeah. yeah. 
So are your uh, your parents are like entrepreneurs, business? No, Where my, does that come uh, from? They 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 live. We all, I'm from a super small town, man. We had Walmart. We didn't have a movie theater or anything. It's just that's, like that's everybody usually works at the mall. My mom worked for the uh, um, what do you call it? She worked for the city, and then she worked for the the state doing like food stamps and stuff for people. Like she was like uh, I guess it was like a caseworker or something. Okay. And my dad worked. Uh, he works in like a factory. Um, but yeah, my, my grandparents, they, they both worked in fact. So I just come from like a super small town. So mm. like, it's kind of, they, it's kind of weird that like I moved out of a small town and they think that's crazy. I live out in Vegas and yeah. they're always trying to get me to come back, but I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm on the same boat. I came from a small town, like 3000 people, a little coastal town in Australia. Yeah. Some people still live there and it, yeah. it boggles my mind that you could never get up and leave that small town. Yeah, it's just like- You can always go back, but I mean- you, But you, for what though? I mean, I mean, do I wanna live that small town life where like, mm. I, what I, I was telling somebody yesterday, I said, what I like about Vegas is it's like, for one, there's more opportunity. You can meet so many people. Huge opportunity. You can right? make so much more money uh, and, and you, you have access to everything. And it's just like, if you wanna, if I wanna go to a pool party tomorrow and just hang out with my friends, mm. I can wake up tomorrow and go to a pool party or after this, we could just go go there. Can't mm. do that in Washington Courthouse, Ohio. Where am I going to go eat at? The... Even just all you can eat sushi or something, right? Yeah, like, like you can, like you can do anything at any time of the yeah. day. Yeah, and, and the it's... airport's five minutes away. Like, yeah, it's, it's just like yeah. you can't. Even when I was in Columbus, like all that, like the, the McDonald's down the street from my apartment. You know, they closed at ten thirty. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like you. <laughs> you can't do. Like, what am I going to do there? You kind of get spot living in Vegas, don't you? Yeah, you could do whatever you want, man. Like, I remember being in Cali trying to buy alcohol at like ten o'clock at night, and you can't buy alcohol at oh, ten o'clock so at I don't night. Really I don't drink, so I don't. I, didn't even know I, I don't. That, but. I don't really either. It's just I just remember we went to get something, and yeah. I was like, "No, you can't get alcohol because it's too late. Things shut. That's crazy. Dude. Whereas, like, there's nothing you can't get twenty four seven in Vegas. Yeah, it, I, you become spoiled in a way. Yeah, I I, I like it. It's fun. For That's me. insane. Yeah. And then you're doing um, online coaching. Yep. So I'm online coaching. I actually have a fitness app that drops in like two weeks. We're gonna you got your own app. Yeah, we're gonna have our own. Dude, app. you're very entrepreneurial. So I love Dude, this. I just I just want to be successful, bro. I don't want to mm. be freaking poor. <laughs> I, lo I love the fact that you're you're doing what you love, but you're also you're, you're setting up a plan. Yeah. You're taking advantage of the way you look, the exposure you've got, and then you're leading that into other things. So then when you retire from bodybuilding, you're set, right? Yeah. That's kind of the plan, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like my whole thing is I just want to keep buying more real estate up because everybody needs a place to live is how I see it. Yeah. Brick and mortar. Like they all say. <laughs> everybody needs a place to stay. How does the um, online coaching work? Uh, so they'll, they'll fill out an inquiry form and then we will, uh, go over that. I'll usually do like a FaceTime call with them. Me, okay. me or my team will like reach out to them and we'll discuss and see if, you know, I can help them in some way. And if so, I, uh, I write them a custom diet plan and training program. We do check-ins multiple times a week with oh, wow. uh, pictures and feedback and your weight charts and, you know, based on their progress and how consistent they are. If I need to make changes, I make changes. If not, we just let it ride and. Um, what type are you getting people trying to get bigger? Lose so weight? I don't really train a lot of competitors, nor do I want to. Okay, um, talk to me about that. Um, they're just too needy, and I don't like like to deal with like too much people that want to compete. I like just lifestyle clients that people just like. You know, I need to lose a hundred pounds. That's awesome. Those are more. I like. I love that because it's like they. I feel like they appreciate it more. Is that, it's probably more rewarding too, right? Yeah, like, I mean, I, remember, I used to train with this guy, uh, his name was Josh, and he lost like 100 pounds in nine months with me, and he just feels like a totally different he probably, person. He saved his life. Yeah, I mean, dude, like, he went from like a said. massive gut to like abs. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's he looks awesome. totally different. That's awesome. I worked with my one of my friends, one of my friend Cody, uh, my friend Kyle Griffin, he uh, went to school or something with him and he's worked with me for like two years and you know he's went through a divorce and all this other stuff and this dude would send me check-in he would sleep in his car and send me freaking check-ins he really? would his wife would let him into the house to take pictures he would sit, really? take, yeah bro like that's, i love that dude he's just that's he's just stuff. on it bro that's interesting i had another i have another guy named derek he actually just moved here to pursue more bodybuilding he's a truck driver send me check-ins in his semi-truck really yeah, bro. Well, it's it's the people like that that awesome. I like to help. That's gotta be rewarding, right? It is, dude. It makes me feel good that I'm like helping these people. How many is are, you, are they paying like retainer each month? Uh, yeah, is it so a one -off? I just I have everybody set up on just like subscription based uh, programs. What do you what do you charge? Is it different? Uh, so it or? just depends on you know what they want. Okay, if they want more attention or they want less attention or, or whatever. So it just depends on the the thing that they that gotcha. They want. 
And you, you mentioned a team, so it means you're not doing it all yourself. Well, I have. So this is what the fitness app is going to be doing because I'm getting more. I'm getting more people, so I'm going to have a. I have like a like sales team and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not going to be able to train 100 people by myself. You know what I mean? No, I, I mean you're probably going to burn out if you did. Yeah, I would just be on the computer all day long. Yeah, and then you're not going to want to get trained yourself. <laughs> Yeah, because I've noticed like that I've been focusing more on my business that like sometimes I forget to eat. That's why I've been doing the protein house because now it's already made. I don't have okay. to worry about it. And you're then, forgetting to eat. That's interesting. Yeah, dude. Sometimes I'm just like on the computer doing stuff mm. or I'm sending people messages about the subs and then I got to make sure that they, you know, they're getting sent out or make sure people get their orders and if something misses up, something messes up then they're DMing me. And it's like I, I can't be customer service coach bodybuilder cooking food do cardio yeah, it's just it's, like it's too much and it's like i can't i can't do all this stuff by myself i feel like business is um like delegating and being able to step back and outsource and and leverage yourself yeah because there's only so much you can do by yourself yeah you're either gonna hate your life and gonna be stressed out or well then i don't even want to work out sometimes because i'm well, too tired that's that's kind of what i'm getting at too yeah. and your main focus is is what, yes. what is your main focus? My is it well, bodybuilding? Well, so I was mean, it transitioning? So when I hurt my neck, I'm like trying to transition. Like I'm just going to try to you know get to the business and do all the stuff because I can't really work out. And then I told you I figured out how to fix my neck, so I've been doing that. It's been fixing okay. my neck, but like I would like to fully get back into full time bodybuilding and have all these other people that can fill in the gaps where I need help. Gotcha. It's just hard to find people that you know. I want like a graphic design guy to help me like come up with new stuff for for Instagram so I can post and promote the products and stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, would be nice to have somebody answer the emails and not have people DMing me to the, hey, you have the questions on this stuff. Like, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah, I always, it's very hard to find good people, but I always look like if Amazon can get hundreds of thousands of, of the right people, right. you and I can figure out just five or 10, right? <laughs> that, that's, yeah. that's the way I look at it. Yeah. But I mean, it is frustrating because no one cares about your business like you do. Right, yeah. So when something happens, I just like, I'm like, I just, I wish I could physically do it, but if it's not in my hands, I can't fix it. All I can just relay messages. Or you can replicate. It's done right now, you know what I mean? Yeah, replicate yourself 10 times, you'd be good, right? Yeah, well, some of the people I have now are really good. Andy is amazing. So um, I really appreciate everything he's done for me up there in Wisconsin. So without mm -hmm. him, I'd be like, I don't know what to do. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Have you um, you ever lost motivation? Like with your training, you ever fallen off track? Uh, I mean, I have before. I mean, at the end of last year, the beginning of this year, when I had my, my neck issue, I mean, that was very frustrating because I was just like- Frustrating being a good word, right? Well, it was frustrating that I like couldn't train and I just, or whatever. Mentally you want to, physically you want to, and then it's you don't enjoy training when you're injured do you no it sucks well it's just like i don't know what to do because you have this doctor telling you this and this person telling you this and this person's telling you you should do that and then they give you a shot in your neck and doesn't do anything and you're spending all this money going back and forth with these people and it's just like you can't get any answers and everybody tells you all these different things and no one what's, really knows what's going on what's your what's your advice on that like how, how do you um pivot around that because i feel like everyone goes through that well i just call my buddy john quint because he's the only one that knows what he's doing <laughs> <laughs> but i mean but that took you a while to him realize brian, too right him and brian fox yeah this, but, i mean you didn't do guys. that straight away either did you well i mean he he's been doing so much stuff lately it's hard for me to get a hold of him okay and since i moved because I, I literally used to live down the street from him and i was with him every single day so i've learned so much stuff from being with this man for every day for you know years and uh that's how i think that's that's helped me and that's helped my clients too because i can give them a little bit of advice but a lot of people come to me with with these questions that i just don't have answers to because i don't know how to do assessments on people so i'm like you have to get an assessment okay to be able to like do some of these exercises because i don't know what you can do if you're hurt hip like yeah, i don't yeah. know if what degrees of motion that you have i have no idea no, you know you what I mean? But worse, if, so. you, if you got an assessment and they said you can do this, yeah, I can walk you through those exercises to do, but like, I don't know how to do assessments and stuff on people. Okay. That's, not, that's not in my wheelhouse. How, um, how important do you think it is having a training partner or a coach? I think it's good for the coaching aspects is gonna hold you accountable if you have trouble with accountability. And then if you have a good training partner, like John was a great training partner, Cartin Michael Cartini was a good training partner, Will Cox was a good training partner. If they're gonna show up on time every day and help push you through those sets, it's good. But if they're gonna be late and they wanna complain and talk about girls and all this other stuff, it's not the okay. it's not the so place. finding the right training partner. Yeah, it's finding the right and people. you can't find the right training partner. Potentially getting a coach. Yeah, and even would you say at the beginning and a and a professional level, it's just as important as each other. Uh, yeah, I think that 
when you're starting off, I mean, people say, oh, you can use Google or just watch videos online, but it's like, I feel like you need to find somebody that knows exactly what they're doing, not somebody that has a bunch of TikTok followers or Instagram followers. It's finding somebody that's been doing it for a while and done, done the, see, the see that they've had success with themselves. For, okay. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, not saying every great bodybuilder is a good, great coach. Like there's, no, certain, no, no. there's certain top pro bodybuilders that's even won the Olympia. I wouldn't take, take advice from. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like some of those, their genetics, they just do whatever and they just look like that. Yeah. But like if they build a pretty good physique for themselves and then what they're saying actually makes sense, then yeah. I've okay. had a lot of wacky people or people tell me a lot of wacky things mm -hmm. with different drugs and all this stuff. Really? I'm like, bro, this makes no sense. What's some weird stuff you've heard? Oh, take insulin uh, after you work out and then 15 minutes later, take more insulin. It's going to make the insulin spike higher. Isn't makes, that dangerous? Makes no, makes no sense. Is that dangerous? It's not dangerous, but it, what what that was said makes zero sense. Okay, I don't know anything about insulin. Yeah, well, it, it works. It works. Definitely, I've definitely heard insulin combined with other stuff makes yeah, a dramatic yeah, difference. It, it definitely works for sure. What's the difference between you and I from my level to your level? Woody, what is your level? I mean, as far as. Uh, just like my size and my shape. If I want to go from me to you, mm. just just putting it out there. What what is the difference? Is it is it training harder? Is it eating more? It's probably it just training and eating. Like I don't know what you know how much food that you eat or how what your training style is. But I mean, there's always room to make improvements. Absolutely, I, I wouldn't say that you're maxed out with your frame. I mean, you're you're six foot tall, mm. so I mean, you could definitely hold a lot more weight. Yeah, you know I'm just I mean? talking uh, hypothetically. I'm just wondering, because I always wonder what the difference is between a 220 guy and a 250, 260 guy. Yeah. Because there's a big difference, but what is that difference? I think it's just the, the food, man, because it's not like, I mean, we have, we have similar frames. I mean, it just, I feel like, I mean, I don't know how consistent you are with food or if you ever try to push the calories you know, higher, push the carbs higher. So I don't, push because the drugs. I, I like, like the size I'm at. Yeah, well then, yeah. But I'm just curious on like what, what it would take for someone out there who's my size that wants to Probably just more, more food. I mean, I'm not sure if you, what drugs or if you take any of that stuff, but I mean, uh, what, whatever your doses are, I'm not saying more is better, but I mean, it could, could be more for you. I mean, it just depends on the person. Like okay. I don't really take a lot of stuff when I compete in bodybuilding shows. But um, I know a lot of people that, you know, there's somebody that takes 2,000 milligrams of tests and they're not a pro bodybuilder. To me, that's crazy. But if your body can handle you it, some crazy stuff, I right? mean, take it. You know, Are I you, mean, you okay talking about like. I mean, tests? I don't, I'm not going to go into all that stuff. But yeah. I mean, we all know that there's drugs in bodybuilding for mm -hmm. sure. Do you feel like that? I kind of let you touch on a second ago. Do you feel like a lot of people are taking way more than they need to? Yeah. And they're not training right, they're not eating right, and they're relying more on the drugs. Yeah, and I think I think the internet has has messed it up because a lot of these younger guys are always they're always taking they're always taking stuff before they learn, you know, they're running before they can walk, right? So they're not figuring out how to train and they're not eating all those meals like I mentioned earlier. And it's just they think they, you know, they hear some cycle from so and so and take X amount of trend and all this stuff that they're gonna get bigger when you can take all the steroids you want, but if you don't have the food to to build the tissue it's not going to stick it's not going to do anything yeah gotcha. i had a question for you and i just lost it it was um i'll come back to it I totally okay. totally that was a good question for you too. <laughs> what is the what is the goal of the bodybuilding from here like you're at a such a high level so when i started out before like right when i started following bodybuilding i was hanging out with my friend kevin from down the street and we would go to these shows and work out and stuff like my my goal was always to win the arnold classic okay and so who do you look up to uh, like physique wise, yeah. Who was who was your inspiration as a kid and like? Uh, so the even first now? the first bodybuilder that I remember watching on TV was Flex Wheeler. Okay, I remember awesome. watching that on ESPN with my dad. He looked amazing though, right? Yeah, it's freaking yeah, yeah look crazy, bro. Yeah. Not too crazy big, but just he just looked perfect. It's yeah. like if you could take the perfect body, that that's what that guy would look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, crazy. But he he never won the the Olympia, which probably should have won, you know. Uh, so yeah, like a guy like that, I uh, like uh, Kevin Lavrone, uh, Dennis Wolf, Cedric McMillan, uh, Jay Cutler. Um, those are all physiques that I that I really like. Okay. Yeah, Dorian Yates. Did a FaceTime call with him a couple of years Did ago. Did you really? That was pretty cool. He yeah. seems like such a cool guy. Yeah, he was. I would love to talk to him. Yeah, dude, was 500 bucks for an hour. Was it really? <laughs> yeah, it was I cool though. I saw him on Joe Rogan. I was like, he's just that. Uh, and yeah, I love cool the fact dude. that he's healthy and he's into yoga. Yeah, he and totally a, switched directions. He's into longevity. Yeah. And he just he just seems like a just a chilled, nice guy. Yeah. 
and he had so much impact on on bodybuilding. Well, that's you know. So we did our me and John did our uh, we did our FaceTime call with him because we wanted to figure out how, you know he had the big back. So we're like, what are we gotta do to build this back. So we did our little FaceTime call with him, and so we uh, we learned a little bit of stuff about that, like what he took for the Olympia and all that jazz. And was it uh, helpful? Yeah, I think it was pretty helpful. Mm. Uh, it's kind of like investing yourself in in a way, right? Yeah, I mean, I even tried to write off of my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Did it work or not? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I remember I sent it to the guy and he wanted me to send one guy like a 1099. I'm like, bro, because like I, I wrote off like my coaching because it was like several thousands of dollars. Yeah. And I'm, he's like, we well, need to send him a whatever. I'm like, I don't got to mess around with all that. That's crazy. Yeah. I remember a question actually. I, someone getting into lifting and how long do they train for? How long do they stay natural before they step it up in your opinion? Because I feel like a lot of people are jumping in way quicker than they need to yeah i think the internet's messed that up yeah i, mean, I was what's, I used, what's your recommendation I, I mean when i competed in natural bodybuilding like my goal was just to be a natural bodybuilder okay and then somebody came to me with this idea one day he's like hey i can help get, get you on tv if you just get bigger and i'm like well i'm never going to be as big as what you want me to be if i'm not gonna you know yeah whatever so uh so what were you weighing naturally uh i was i do i got like fat at 235 like okay. no one in my family's like jacked you know, okay. like my dad's like 5'10". My brother's like maybe an inch taller than me. He's like 260. Um, my mom's like super short. My grandpa's are super short. So it's no one, no one really like works out. Like okay. I'm probably like, I'm just like the random guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah same thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, oh, yeah. So how oh, long? Oh, yeah, how, how long? Sorry. Uh, how long yeah, into so it? it's just... Uh, Would you I'm, say put a good couple years in? Five, ten years? Like... Depending I mean, on your goal. I think goal. it just depends on what your goal is. You know, like I said, a lot of people have that pipe dream of being Mr. Olympia, and it's not really in the cards for hardly anyone. But I mean, you can do it, do what you think is best. But I mean, I wouldn't recommend someone just starting to work out and take stuff. I mean, there's girls I've heard that's worked out for like three months and they're already on Anivar. And I'm like, yeah. Why? I mean, like, well, my coach told me to. I'm like, that's horrible advice. It's trying to find the right coach too, right? Yeah, it's just, I think a lot of the coaches, they don't care about the health. Like I won't train, like I don't even train any women right now. And if girls come to me and want me to help them, they want to take drugs, I don't even train them. Okay, that's awesome. I don't that's even, really cool. I don't I don't want to be responsible for their voices getting messed up, their hairy lip and their business yeah, downstairs getting bigger. I don't want to deal with, I don't want to be responsible okay. for any of it, dude. No, I that's like not, that. That's not I my think thing. that's really cool. Yeah. What's the difference between like you and Mr. Olympia? Like do you, do you have what it takes? Are you, are you are you capable of getting big enough? Maybe, but I mean, is it like what, what I separates? Know. I don't know what I mean. I don't know. I don't know if I have the the time to to try to do it. I mean, I could try to do all this stuff, but is my business going to fail? Is it you know? Is it worth trying to be Mister Olympia and do I try to do all this stuff by myself? So you got to really, 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 really want to be. That yeah, I mean, like on. you have some of these guys, you know, that live with their parents, and you know, they give them financial backing, and then they get sponsors. They don't have rent to pay. Like, dude, I got. Three thousand some dollars in mortgages I pay every month. Yeah, you know, I got a fifteen, sixteen hundred dollar car payment. I don't have time to spend all this extra money on all this other stuff. You That's know what interesting. I mean? Yeah. Do you think there's a you can look at somebody and figure out their potential by the wrist size, the neck size? If well, I mean, heard you that? can see. I mean, you can look at somebody and be like, okay, they got round muscle bellies or whatever. They could be pretty good bodybuilder. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, do you think yeah, there's a, a certain um, certain type of person like Samoan or Hawaiian or Maori? You know those guys. Who just I've seen some of those Italian guys got pretty good genetics. There's this guy. Well, John's a, my friend. John, he's Italian. And then there's other kid. Uh, well, he's not a kid, but his name's Brian Balzano. If you ever heard of him, he used to train at my. He probably still trains at Metro, where back where I'm from. And this dude did one bodybuilding show. And he won the overall. And the next, the next show he did was USA's, and then he won his pro card USA's. Oh, two, really? Two shows. Oh, damn. Crazy looking. Really? You have to look him up, Brian Balzano. Great. Just, just yeah. genetically. Free. Yeah. And I'm like, how does somebody look like that? Really? It's like, yeah. It's like you can't really compete with a guy. You know what I mean? If you're in the same weight class as that, like you have a guy that yeah. works out for X amount of time, and he looks like a pro bodybuilder before he's a pro body. Like you know what I mean? First show, you're like, that's kind of frustrating, right? I remember I saw him. I was with my dad. We went to the Mike Francois. He's like a middleweight. He's only weighed like 160 something, I think. And I was like, he walked out. My dad looks over at me. He's like, if that guy doesn't win, it's rigged. We haven't even saw anybody else. Oh, yet. really? This is like, yo, you still have all those other classes. It's so yoked. It's dude. He looked like his striations. Uh, Justin Compton prepped him. I think he still does. He has like he has striations from his lower back. <laughs> all, that, all his whole glutes down to his hamstring. Really? I've never seen someone's glutes. I'm like, dude, really? this guy looks crazy. Yeah. That's that's not actually yeah. very interesting to ask you this. What's your opinion on 
bodybuilders now compared to like Arnie, Frank Zane. Do you like the bigger guys? Do you like the old school kind of aesthetic look? So, I mean, you have some, I mean, all the Mr. Olympias look pretty good, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. But there's a significant difference now. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Phil Heath looks wild. Mm, you know, he looks yeah. crazy round. Everything looks just nuts. Uh, you know, I think Arnold was, you know, Arnold's like one of the best. You know, if we didn't have Arnold, we wouldn't have bodybuilding. Nah, really. You know, it's like full if you didn't stuff. have Hulk Hogan, we wouldn't have wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's you know like. what I mean? It's like you got you to gotta put him up there, but I don't think Arnold's the best. No, I mean, if you put him next to, you know, some of these guys today, wouldn't, you know, he's not going to beat some of these guys today. It's kind of like UFC, like when Gracie fought, um, who was it? He just got his butt kicked. Yeah. Like Gracie literally made UFC. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I love the 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 '90s, the '90s bodybuilders. To me, were Who's, always the who best. stands out from the '90s. Uh, you know, Flex Wheeler, Lerone, uh, um, Chris Cormier, Dorian, okay. Sean Ray. I mean, like, do you take any of those guys and put them up against the guys now. Who's who's going to beat them? That's Nat interesting. Nasser, right? You know, all those guys look just crazy, but I think their drug quality is a lot better than two. Do you think that's what's making guys bigger and better these days? What is? Like, what's, is it the drug quality? Well, I think the drug quality then was better. They were drier. Oh, really? I think, I think, I don't think the drugs are as good as uh, they were th that many years ago. Guys are bigger today, though, than ever, aren't they? Yeah, but I think that tr their training is different. They're doing a lot of, like, pump work. Like, they look flat until they pump up. Me and John's talked about that, like, a couple years ago before I moved. It's just, like... The training back then in the 90s and the training now is completely different and the training okay. back then was a lot better that's interesting what do you th what do you think the main difference is uh i think they're just trying to take like filler drugs like they're trying to take a bunch of insulin and carbohydrates and just fill up the muscle and pump up and do low intensity work like i was saying earlier okay. so higher higher volume training um and it's not as dense muscle as it was okay. eight years ago gotcha do you think there's a um, like GH insulin? Do you think there's a lot more of that these days than there used to be, or is, oh for I, sure? But I do think, I just not know enough? But about I think that but I think the GH then was better too. Really? Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people use generic growth hormone now instead of like all the pharmaceutical like the pharmaceutical grade stuff, like the good stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, there's obviously people are still using the pharmaceutical stuff, but it's just like I think it's more easy to get the the generic stuff, and they'll say, oh well, it's good, it's tested, blah blah. blah. There's a difference, bro. I used to take the generic growth hormone. My hands would get numb. I switched to the regular, the real stuff. My hands don't get numb. So tell me what's the difference. Okay. You know so what I mean? stuff's really working. Yeah. But it's all what you can afford. You know what I mean? I told you I spent $1,200 a month on growth hormone, yeah. bro. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. What the, the whole growth gut thing, what's that all about? I think it's an excess of food. They're trying to eat too much food. I don't think their organs are actually growing. Really? Yeah, because you'll see like, I mean, you've seen certain guys walk around with big bloated guts and then the next you know see them again and their waist is tight so i think it's just like they're trying to eat foods like too much at one time like trying to carb up okay you know what i mean <laughs> and it's just not digesting like if you're trying to get on stage you know at 10 o'clock in the morning why would you stuff your stomach full at eight o'clock and eat a bunch of your your stomach's gonna get huge why would you eat it the night before so it stores yeah yeah in the muscle you know what i mean so i think a lot of people are trying to do too much at the end and then they're bloated and that's what gives them that look. Okay. You know, the like bigger mania, people get, hey, I'm never big enough, I'm never big enough. Yeah. Do you, do you experience that? Uh, do you see yourself for the size yeah, you are? Yeah, I don't, I don't see myself as being massive, no. Do you think that's a, I don't mean you personally, but do you think that's a pretty serious condition that guys are suffering from? I think so, yeah. We, mm. have, we Craig, Craig talks about that openly too. Goliath, he's, he doesn't think he's huge. And I'm like, bro, you're fucking 330. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? How, so. how do you get, like, even myself, like, it's so hard not to compare yourself with others. Oh, he's leaner, he's bigger. And I, for me personally, I'm like, am I okay with myself? Do I like the way I look? Do I like the way I feel? Yes or no? And well, that's how I justify yeah, it. Yeah, man. Well, it's, I mean, the internet's making it worse because you think- The internet's making it a lot worse, And then right? you're getting on stage and you look phenomenal and you have like seven people and telling you that, you know, you need to be bigger, you need to be leaner. And you're like, well, I thought I looked pretty good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now it's in your head and then now you're eating food after the show and now you're all depressed because now you're grainy and shredded and now you're like watery and still lean, but like, I mean, just a mat. I mean, if I don't know if you did a show, but like when you're grainy shredded and you're like skin's paper thin, and then a week later after the show, you're not taking the, the certain amount of drugs or the same type of drugs that are drying you out and making you harder, 
and now you're like softer. It really plays with your head, dude. Mm. And then you think you look like crap. In our reality, you still look better than 99% of the people walking around. That's what around. I always say, yeah. I mean, right now, I'm like, I'm not super lean, but like, I guarantee if I go to the pool, I'm leaner than most people there. Mm. You know what I mean? And I feel like the problem that like, you and I experience is you, uh, we're surrounded by it. We go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You go to a health food store. You go to a supplement store. You live and breathe. You talk it. So therefore, you think everybody is in the fitness realm. Yeah. And then you step back and you go to a theme park, you realize that 90.9% of people, 60% of populations are obese right now. Right. So you, it's easy to compare yourself with others. And then social media, it's always the person, like I just did pictures of Cordell mm-hmm. as the day of his competition. Yeah. He was shredded. He looked amazing. And that's the pictures that we took. Yeah. We didn't take pictures of him soft or fluffy. Right. We took pictures of him in his peak. Yeah. And that's what he's going to post. So therefore, right. everyone's comparing himself with him and his prime. And that's the problem with happening on social media, isn't it? No mm-hmm. one's really showing the um, the raw side of it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, a lot of people, you, know, you get the filters and you edit it and everything else. The, that makes the right look, lighting. Yeah, it makes you look better. I mean, yeah, you take a picture in certain lighting or you're leaning or you're turned a certain way, it's going to make you look bigger pumped, or whatever. Not yeah, yeah, but I mean, like you see, I've met, I met so many people or seen them in person. They look, even the girls, dude, they filter those pictures out and you, you know, you see them in person, you're like, they don't look like you know they don't look the same yeah (laughs) the the whole catfishing right oh bro been there (laughs) (laughs) what's what's a bad experience you've had i I read like one time this this girl uh she you know hit me up or whatever this is like several years ago and you know i'm like oh okay and i get there and i'm like whoa she have no makeup on or nothing i was like i gotta see it through my boy that's always um that's always a tricky situation yeah whatever you don't want to be that oh my god um cool dude is there anything else you want to touch on as far as like you got someone lifting weights looking to get bigger kind of summarize summarize it up for me your key points just uh just to get i mean like we talked about before just it's the consistency consistency of day after day week after week and all those years added up and you know we talked about patience you know i lack a lot of patience but you have to be patient with it and just do those things over and over again for years and years and not miss the meals and not meal, miss meals the, being the big one right yeah i mean think about it if you miss you know if you have a meal plan that you're trying to follow and you miss one meal a day for seven days now you just miss seven meals yeah, that's potentially like thousands of calories, thousands that of extra calories. Tra- extra chances for you to, you know, better aid your recovery and, and put on a little bit more weight. So if you didn't gain, you didn't gain any weight or gain any muscle mass in the past, you know, couple months, but you, you missed, you know, seven meals a week for three weeks, and that's 21 meals. Yeah, that's, a, that's very interesting. So that's, you know, that's several days of eating that you missed out on. What about uh, mindset, developing mindset, the discipline? How does that, what's your... Um, what do you suggest on that? Like, what do you rec- how does someone develop a strong mindset? Oh man. Um, so like when I'm like, when I'm not feeling it or whatever, I dude, I honestly just watch Jay Cutler motivation videos, bro. Okay. That's a great idea. I, right? Yeah. Like pick somebody that you look up to that motivates you and, you know, watch their videos or read something that they wrote or, or whatever to help get you back to that's where you That's a great idea. Yeah. What about if you're overweight and you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're say you're 40, you're being overweight your whole life. How do you get motivated? Like, what? How do you get changed before you have a heart attack or something goes wrong? I would, I would, you know, seek out somebody that can help you, you know, hold you accountable and take you through the whole process. Like, go, go to the local gym, get, get a trainer to meet with you three days a week, you know. And if you can't afford it, then it's just like you got to figure out a way to afford it because it's, I like it's how you your, say that. it's yeah. your, it's your life. You know what I mean? Um, Health being your wealth, right? Like, yeah. So it's like if you, you know you got to find a way to, to make it happen or you're just going to, you're going to be, you're going to suffer. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of people, you know, say, Oh, I can't afford it. And I'm like, or I got to ask my wife, my wife won't let me do this. I'm like, is your wife control your happiness, bro? Because right now you're telling me that you're 40 pounds overweight and you're unhappy. You don't want to take your shirt off. You don't want to, you can't go to the gym because you feel bad about yourself or whatever. And now your wife's telling you, you can't pay a couple hundred bucks a month or whatever to make yourself feel happy. That's yeah. crazy. That's an interesting way to looking at it. You know what I mean? What about environment? Like environment is huge, isn't it? As far as your inf- like good or bad influence, right? How do you how do you break out of of a bad environment into to to make change? Um, like your friends drink, smoke, go to the pool parties. Yeah, I mean you are who you you hang out with. You know, yeah. so if you hang out with a bunch of people that that smoke and drink all the time, and you notice that you're doing that, and you want to make a change, then you're just gonna have to stop hanging out with them. 
change your friends. Yeah. And that's not easy to do though. Well, I, I've like, I'm almost to the point now, I'm like, if you don't make X amount of dollars, bro, I don't think I can really mess with you anymore. Okay. Because I feel like, you, you, for one, you can't do nothing because you ain't got no money to go eat with me. And what am I going to pay for your food every time we go out to eat? Like, you're not adding any benefit to my life. We're not making money together. We're not growing together. Even you're, the conversation. You, you're you not have. even on the same. Yeah, you're not yeah. even like a lot of the people that I talk with now, bro. Like, it's all about us making money together. Yeah, ideas and, and business ideas. Yeah, and I mean, I have some people that I don't do business with that I just like enjoy their friendship and they're they're great. They're just great people. But like, I don't. I don't want to hang out with people that are not like trying to go where I'm going. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's it's not a personal thing, right? It's just it's uh, self awareness. Yeah. Like uh, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Right. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Right. That type of mentality, right. isn't that? Yeah. So, yeah. Surround yourself with millionaires, you'll be the next millionaire. For sure, Mo, bro. Mo, bro. I just, Mo. Like, yeah. <laughs> come on, bro. Honestly, that's what I love about this is everybody I'm talking to is driven, doing well, and it just makes me accountable. Like, yeah. Well, I, can, I, mean, I can do more. I can push harder. When I, I first train moved more. here, I was, you know, I was around, you know, some people that had a lot of money, and I would, it just like, bro. When I lived in Ohio, I wasn't making like, any money. And like when I moved out here, I was well, like, it's well, probably not a normal thing either, is it? What? Like making money in Midwest and. Well, I mean, I guess you can. I mean, my buddy Cartinian does really well with. I mean, his, you can, but it's not. It's not as. Uh, it's not as out there as it is in Vegas. Right. When we're around people with money, it makes you want to make more money because you're like, oh, that's cool. They got a Ferrari. They got mm. a G wagon. How do I get that? How do I get the house on the hill? I overlooking the strip. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, how do I do that? And bro, when I moved out here, it was just like a, it just like a, something just switched. I literally went from like this to like this. It like right love now. that, love that. Right, yeah. And it's then you, just, you're making the right friends. Yeah, it's just yeah. I, it's like it's been a life change, bro. It's a. I find that I find with dating it would be hard because now you got to find someone who's exercising. It's got the same mindset. They got to be entrepreneur. They're not talking excuses. They're taking action. Right. It, it makes it very. It's it's more of a narrow fit, right? Yeah. You start to become a lot fussier on who you, who you want to hang out with, but especially who you want to date. Right. You just gotta find somebody that aligns with you know what you're what you're doing. It's mm. not gonna stress you out. One of my favorite quotes is like, "Those that don't increase you will eventually decrease you." Yeah. And I think that's what you're getting at. Yeah. You have a you have a favorite quote? Something that comes to mind that like, um, I don't really have many quotes. Um, I like Ric Flair. I like Ric Flair quotes. <laughs> <laughs> what is? I don't even know. To what that be is. the man, you gotta beat the man, and I am the man. <laughs> I like that. I like that a yeah. lot. And then uh, just finally, uh, goals. You write them down. You have them mentally. Do you, do you set goals at all? Uh, I don't write. I really don't write anything down. It's just always in my head. Like what you know, what I want to try to do. Like every year is just try to make more money and try to you know grow the business or get in another store or get more clients or you know whatever. I just want to keep going up and up. And then once I get to there, I'm just like. Oh, not satisfied. Okay, how do I get more? How do, do I get you more? Do you self-reflect? Do you pat yourself on the back or are you just always looking for that next thing? I think I'm always just chasing what I can do next. Like when I turned pro, like I didn't, and I did a handful of bodybuilding shows, but then when I got in the NPC, you know, I did the Ohio twice. I did the, the, um, this uh, show in Michigan. It was like Infinity Fit Championships or something. And then uh, I went and did the Mr. Pittsburgh. Then I went to Junior USA. And then I won my pro card. So I didn't really stick around like the amateur uh, NPC shows very long and like I won my pro card and like it didn't really do anything for me okay like I know some people like cry and all this stuff like I was like I was emotional because I, I won but like after like that I was just like okay what's next mm. you know what I mean even if I think if I won the Arnold Classic what my goal is like I don't think it would do anything for me you think me. it's a curse because I'm the same way you think it's a good well, thing I, or a bad I thing I think it's good because then you're always wanting to level up you know mm. what I mean? You're not just like, hmm, I did it. And then yeah. you're just like, you're done. You know it's going to be a point where you're like, yeah, I'm good. I did good. I'm yeah. proud of myself. Now yeah. let's level up. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm always striving to be better and better. And I've got to figure out how I can just be like happy with what I got. What makes you happy? <laughs> uh, just being successful, I guess. Just like be able to do the things and not be broke. Like mm. I just like... I have to have X amount of dollars in my bank account. I have to, you know, I want, like I got this, I got that new Corvette. I thought that was cool. And I was yeah. like, uh, okay. how do you like that? How do I get, how do I get the uh, McLaren? <laughs> you know what I, mean? I mean, that's got a pretty big engine I anyway. Pull, right? I pulled up to the, I pulled up to the Fit Club the other day and I was like, oh yeah, I'm feeling cool. I got my Corvette. I look over, 
Brandon McLaren. I was like, oh, I said, I guess I got to I put it on my story. It's like, oh, I guess I got to make more money. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like, I, I, I'm i pretty happy guy. I just uh, I just always just want what's better. You yeah. know what I mean? You, um, you're so like business focused, training focused, diet focused. What do you do for fun and how do you, oh, how do do you I love switch bowling. off? I like going bowling. Do you really? Yeah, like temping like, bowling. Yeah, I used to go do to the really? movie theater a lot until COVID and then I haven't really been to the movies much, but I really like going to the movie theater. I like going bowling. Just bowling? I like top golf. Okay. Yeah, stuff like that. That's I mean, I don't drink or do anything. I like going to beach clubs too. Those are cool. I and just you like go and you want to drink. You're just going yeah. hang Oh, out. I uh, mix music too. I learned how to DJ. Oh, do you? Yeah, okay. so I get like these tech house songs and I just mix them up on my computer. Okay, so I got you got a, a little, few hobbies there. I got there. a little um, D- uh, DDJ 1000 Pioneer, off-white edition, just to let you know. Okay, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> So that's, that's your way of switching off. Yeah, like when I, uh, yeah, like a couple times a week, probably three or four days a week, if I'm like stressed out or whatever, if I got some free time, I just go in my little room. My friend Evan built me this standing station. I put my thing there and plug my computer in and just get after it like, for like an hour. Yeah, I've been learning guitar like probably an hour a Dude, day. Dude, so and... I always want to learn how to play guitar. I, I think that's so I'm cool. A, I'm addicted. Yeah. It's only like six months in, but it's an hour every day. And oh, nice. I love it. It's just my way of switching off. You know and... how to play Photograph by Def Leppard? I don't know. Learn if, it and tag me online. Okay. <laughs> I'll do that. I got um, I got Codify, and it literally gives you the chords for every song. Oh, and cool. once you learn the chords, you can pretty 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 much play any song yeah that's cool so it's i'm a big believer the more you put in the more you get out yeah so i do thank you man that was an absolute pleasure thank you so much good luck with everything and um yeah i really appreciate your time yeah for sure i had a great time